Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, ladies and gents. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Spoken. Spoken basically offer you English lessons through messaging services on your phone. It's like having an English teacher in your pocket. Essentially, your teacher will send you tasks straight to your phone through messaging services like WhatsApp or WeChat or Facebook Messenger or Viber or lots of others. And you can, you know, respond using the keyboard or using the microphone. It's a way to practice your listening, your vocabulary, your speaking, and a range of different skills and bits of language and stuff. And the cool thing is that Spoken are offering all of you 20% off all of their courses and two free lessons as well, okay? So you could start with the two free lessons, see how you feel. If you want to, you can then go on to buy one of their courses and you get 20% off. Not bad at all, and that's just for being a listener to this podcast. Go to getspoken.com slash LEP or click a Spoken logo on my website. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Amber and Paul are on the podcast. Amber and Paul are on the podcast. Amber and Paul are on the podcast. Amber and Paul are on another podcast. Paul's a very funny boy. His laugh I very much enjoy. Amber's got a lovely voice. If I could choose an accent, hers will be my choice. Yeah. Your voice is, is very loud. My voice is very loud. Yeah. All right, I'll turn my voice down a little bit. How's, how's Amber's voice? Hello, Amber? yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And what about Paul's voice? Yeah, I think mine's right. Yep, yeah, sounds good to mine, me. I can just shout. Yeah. Okay. All right, listeners, uh, I'm talking to Amber Minogue and Paul Taylor. Amber and Paul are on the podcast again. Oh, yes. <laughs> We're back. How are you two doing? Doing all right. Yeah, doing well. Yeah. We've got somebody else on the podcast, though, haven't we? Oh, in the back, we do. In the background. I don't know if the listeners can, can hear any other noises because, um, you know, I've got a very professional uh, recording setup. <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, but um, there is a fourth party in the room. Who's, who are we talking about, Amber? We're talking about Hugo. We're talking about my son. He's here because it's the school holidays. Hello, Hugo. Hey, Hugo, come and speak into this microphone. He's not at school. Do you want to come say hello? Come, come, on, on. He, come on, Hugo. Do you want to come say hello? Now, last time Hugo was on this podcast was um, ages ago. Hello, Hugo. Just whatever you do. Hello. You... All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you ha- you get him to do things. Reverse psychology. Reverse psychology. <laughs> yes. Come back, Hugo. Come back. I want to ask you a question. You ready? Uh, how old are you? Three. Three. Oh, wow. Are you old or young? Young. Yeah, very good. Correct. What? How old is Paul? Paul, here. Paul Taylor. How old is Paul? Paul. Four. Four. Okay. <laughs> and Luke? <laughs> how old am I? Five. Oh, I'm older than Paul. Okay, that's correct. How old's your mum? How about Amber? 17. 17? <laughs> wow. I'm much older. <laughs> so much older. Okay, who's, who's the biggest? 
Um, Daddy. Daddy. Where's Daddy? How old's Daddy? Wait. Um, yeah. 16, 18 o'clock. 18 o'clock? Really? Oh, that's when he comes home, isn't it? Six o'clock? Yeah? Where's okay. Daddy? Where is Daddy? At work. Yeah, correct. And why, why aren't you at school? Because <laughs> it's holidays. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I want to... Uh, Hugo, who's the, who's the best? Which person is the best, do you think? Just generally. You. Me. Oh, there we go. <laughs> you little charmer. Luke's the best. <laughs> He's going to be a heartbreaker when he's older. <laughs> How do you... I mean, you win people over. It just takes seconds and Luke wins them over. I mean, <laughs> even turning my own, my own son against Am me. Am I better than Amber? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Is that because I'm wicked? Yes. Okay. Why am I better than Amber? Because you're much powerful. I'm. I'm much powerful. I'm much more powerful than, than Amber. Why? What are my powers? What do I have special powers? My special powers even even fight even who are much stronger. Okay. Well, I can fight people who are much stronger than yes. me. Okay, right, because I've just got, what? What is it? What's my amazing power? How do I win these battles? These battles are means to who beat the other children, who beat the other children. No, no one's beating children. That's, no. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> so Luke's got powers, and that's why he's the best. Is that right? What about me? What about Paul? Yeah. Does Paul have powers? No. Do, do I have powers? No, <laughs> no, no, you don't. Am I just a loser? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Are you saying this just because you're in my house? I'm not powerful. I'm not much powerful. No? Okay. He's got an Apple oh. Watch. Hugo, what about you? Are you powerful? You are. He's nodding his head. Yeah. Yes. Secret powers. What is your power? Leaving in the middle Singing. of a conversation. Even more powerful. Even more powerful. Singing. 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 Well, maybe you could do some singing later on. You don't want that. He's showing us his shoe. He's showing us his shoe. He's got a special red shoe and it makes him go very, very fast. Okay, right. Last time Hugo was on the podcast was, I guess it must have been about a year and a half to two years ago. And then he was making lots of dinosaur noises in the background. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that, Hugo, when you made dinosaur noises? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not convinced by that. You're like nodding and shaking your head at the same time. I don't think you've... There you go. Okay, there's another dinosaur noise. Okay. All right. So um, I guess we understand the situation. <laughs> yeah. Paul, what's going on? What's the situation? I have to ask you that. It's always me. Yeah, it's, it's always, always you. me. Situ- the situation is basically, yeah, we're, uh, we're in your house as normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's the middle of October. It's the end of October. And uh, the sun has just come out. In Paris, uh, even though it's foggy slash smoggy. I don't know if it's pollution or fog or both. I think it's both. That's what smog is, isn't it? Shouldn't, shouldn't it be called pog instead of fog? Because yeah. mm. it's pollution. Why is it smog? Because you're thinking what sort of pollution and smoke would make pog. What? No, fog and pollution, pollution make pog. pog. Like but the it, games. It, it's, mm. smoke and pol- it's smoke and, oh, and smog. fog. Oh. Smoke and fog makes smog. Yeah, but smoke could be not pollution. It could just be fire smoke. It doesn't have to be smoke smoke. Right. Okay, so technically, the new kind of smog, which is just pollution and, and fog, yeah. should be pog. Smog would be like in the California uh, forest fires. That, that You could go, oh, that's smog because it's smoke. Uh-huh. 
Okay. And fog. I suppose it comes from when it, there was chimneys more, everyone was using their burning stuff, and mm. then including like factories. And yeah. From London, you know, in the East End, it was, you know, a pea super. <laughs> <laughs> so it's sort of smog, I guess, comes from the time when a lot of the. Uh, Air pollution was caused by smoke from uh, fires and yes. uh, factories and things. That makes so sense. So Paul is com- completely right. It should be pog. But I think we still would use smog to refer to pollution, even if it's caused by cars and, and things like that. I think it's technically still smog. Yeah. Still smog. But it should be pog. Okay. We're well, just let's... putting forward the argument that I'm going to call up Oxford English Dictionary now. I'm going to call them up. Pog. Hey Siri, call up Oxford English Dictionary now. Yep, she fully understood that. She just defined the word now. (laughs) He said, "Call up Oxford dictionaries now," and she was like, "You what? Define Oxford? Define now with Oxford dictionaries? Maybe we should call Oxford dictionaries and and, and make that request." Yeah, we'll probably just get through to a call centre. Yeah, Yeah. we could try that. Thank you for waiting. Your call is important to us. (laughs) I don't think they can afford a call centre. No. Well, maybe maybe Pog. If we use it enough, maybe eventually it will become one of the Oxford words of the year. Yeah, kind of like a, a bunch of them did. We had a podcast about that, didn't we? We did. We talked. We about did that. that in 2015. We did the words it of the year. It wasn't two years ago. It was two years ago. Was it two well, years ago? Well, nearly two years ago, yeah, because it was December 2015. <sighs> we should do it again this, this year if we get the chance. Yeah. If they, well, if they have a new list, yeah. They, always... they will have a new list. All right, calm it down. <laughs> they will, There's Paul. always new words. <laughs> they will have a new list. In fact, they had a list for 2016 and we didn't do it. We didn't do it. That's your fault. It's my fault because it was just too difficult to coordinate everyone uh, for a December podcast about the wor- new words of the year. I feel and then, that this December might be tricky. Yes, I think this December might be tricky too, but we'll see. Any predictions on what the word of the year, 2017? Pog, maybe? The predictions no. of the year? I don't know. I think uh, what's be... a new, yeah, what's a, what new words that have been thrown about recently? Would it be something about... Mm... A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff in politics. Usually, it's usually yeah. things in politics and in social media. That's politics not... and social media. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be something from social media. That's for sure. It'll be something. Uh, it'll be something like um, something about white supremacists. It will or be. Uh, it will be uh, gender fluidity. Harvey Weinstein will be become a verb. To, to Weinstein. To, to, wine, to, to Weinstein. Weinstein. To I Weinstein. I don't know if it's Weinstein or Weinstein because I've heard different pronunciations. Weinstein, I would say Weinstein. I think it's between Americans tend to say Stein. Do they? Oh, I think how so. would I say Weinstein? I'd say Weinstein. I, I only say, say Weinstein. I would say Weinstein, actually. Um, I say Weinstein because that's how I heard it in a video. Wait a minute. Who is Harvey Weinstein? Oh, let's, let's wrap this up. Let's balance Tom Pork. Let's, <laughs> let's uh, wrap this up in a, just a few minutes. Who, okay. who is Harvey Weinstein? Why are we talking about him? Why might that be related to the word of the year 2017? You could go to, the, uh, to my videos and find out. Yes, you did a video. Shameless promotion, Paul. Uh, yeah, there's a video on the show What's Up that we did a show. But basically, he's a sex pest. He's a producer in Hollywood. A huge, a hugely uh, sort of influential producer. Yeah, the Weinstein Company. Uh, you see the logo in most films. Miramax is well, there's another one of his companies yeah. that he had with his brother. With his brother. Uh, yeah. And basically, uh, it came out uh, because some Polish model uh, filmed him secretly. Uh, doing sexual advances to her 
yeah. for favors for work. And then as soon as that recording came out, the New York Times and the New Yorker published articles. And as soon as those articles came out, then the whole of Hollywood basically went, oh yeah, he tried to have sex with me as well for a promotion sort of thing. So all allegations of um, various types of sexual misconduct mm-hmm. at this uh, extremely high profile and very powerful Hollywood producer. Very unsurprising. There was this funny thing the other day. Oh, oh. That was a, so Wait a minute, that was a timer. Were we timing? We were timing our intro. We were we were timing the intro. Just yeah. throw the throw the clocks out of the window. So this is we're catching up with Amber and Paul. Time yeah. is. We still it, haven't even caught up. We're not caught up. We've <laughs> no, been, no, been distracted. We talked to Hugo. We're talking about the word of the year. We, we, yeah, uh, Harvey Weinstein. That's I, what we were talking about. You know what I think you should do every time you invite us round. What is plan for the the first episode is mainly catch up, and in the last fifteen minutes of it is an actual thing that's useful for the listeners. But you, don't uh, think, you don't think this is useful <laughs> for the listeners? I think yes. they're just sitting on the bus going. Oh God, these two again! No, they're not. I mean, uh, all right, we get it. We get it, Paul. We get that you're funny, Amber. We get that you've got a nice voice. But get on with some English learning because Let's I'm tired. But the they're subject. doing that right now. You don't understand. Sometimes, just listening to us wittering on hey, about grammar rule number five. Yes. Wait a minute, listeners. Paul just said randomly grammar grumble number five. That's because grammar he's, grumble number five. He's drinking from a cup that my mum and dad bought me for Christmas. And it's a cup from, where is it? For, who made this cup? Uh, it doesn't say. I don't know who made it. The, but literary. the, the literary Gift Company. The Literary Gift Company. And it, <laughs> th- there's, there's a set, hold on. There's a set of... Uh, I've yeah. just thought of another video. All anyway. Right, good. There, there's a set of uh, mugs that this company produces. And they're all like funny little mugs about uh, people's grammar complaints. I personally, I'm not so bothered about about grammar complaints you know that, that people have but the one on this mug is the use of the word uh literally you know literally mm. you know the way people use literally well, i'm literally dying for a cup of tea exactly i'm literally dying for a cup of tea um which is technically not true probably is it? You're not, impossible you're not literally dying for a cup of coffee or tea are you uh, you just really want one mm. and some people get really annoyed by that use of literally do you get annoyed by that no. Like, I'm, I'm lit, you know, like, you imagine a football commentator and, you know, who, who's name me a football, and Taylor is literally flying down the wing. <laughs> He's not literally flying, is he? <laughs> they use it as an emph- emphatic word. Yeah. Uh, but it literally actually means, you know, that it's genuinely happening. It depends on my mood. Sometimes it could annoy me right now. It doesn't annoy me. It doesn't really annoy it's me. It, it does depend me. on the literally. Because like, he's literally flying down the pitch. Sounds I like it. I'd I, accept it. I think it's when it's yeah. a terrible one. It's when it's overused. It's yeah. when people... It's kind of similar to when um, we have the stereotype of Americans always saying like between every word. It was like, oh my God, like, you know, like totally like... And so if it's overused to that stage, it annoys me. Because yeah. I know people who overuse literally all the time. They li- it, it, almost, yeah. literally they use it. <laughs> they literally use it every single word. It's literally every word. Yeah. That's that's an like example. I'm literally going to smash my iPhone because the battery isn't long. You know, it's just no. You're not going to li- shut up. Yeah. It, j- when it's overused, if it's just once in a while, it's fine. You know? Okay. But anyway, yeah. the, this company made a made a mug uh, based on this complaint, 
And it's the sort of mug that people give to each other and go, you know, I thought you'd like this mug. Because you teach English. I know, the hate, I know you hate the way people use the word literally. I thought you'd enjoy this, this mug. Uh, and my, my parents uh, gave me this mug because they thought that because I'm an English teacher, I would appreciate it. And I'm like, yeah. the, no. mug, the mug says, I am figuratively dying for a cuppa. Yeah. Because you can't literally be dying for a cup yes. of tea, so it's figuratively. I'm figuratively, figuratively dying for a cup. Is it anyway? That's real English stuff. There you go. See. Yes, it always happens. We end up getting off on a tangent, yeah, yeah. and then well, we a tangent from a catch- tangent. We were supposed to be catching up yes. for ten minutes. How are but, you? But, but I wanted to. I did just want to say that you know that people enjoy listening to these rambling conversations. That you don't always have to be teaching. No one would be listening to Luke's podcast if they didn't enjoy a rambling conversation. Exactly. Well, listeners know what to expect. There's a lot. Of, there's the a one there's, million dollar question. There's a lot of value to be had in just listening to people talking. Yeah, that's true. And you don't always How, have um, to be teaching how how uh in terms of response and maybe listens how uh how um how are these like rambling episodes listened to compared to the ones where you're actually teaching stuff exactly the same are they so yeah. why do you even bother anymore why do you even why do bother? i even bother teaching stuff what, yeah why do you make stuff just, very just... good question <laughs> Because you need both. Yes. You need the ramble and you need a little bit of structure. Exactly. You need both. That's the fine line that I that I walk on. I walk the line between useful and not useful. Okay. <laughs> kind of a bit of Johnny Cash. Please. Yeah. No, I mean, I walk the line between... Ramble and info. Rambling stuff, which is or like info. English as it actually happens. Yeah, yeah. And then the more sort of structured, uh, supportive stuff where I'm actually explaining and, and teaching things. Yeah. Yeah, so... At this point, in this episode, we're on the more sort of just live English, authentic conversations with uh, with a few friends. I think that makes it yeah. enjoyable for them. A few friends and a phone. A few friends and a phone. Yeah. Because we've already asked Siri something. We asked Siri something. And, yeah. and she speaks and, to us. And, yeah. a, and a child. Yeah. A three-year-old, very powerful child. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we were talking about Harvey Weinstein. Yes. So have we done that now? Yeah, it's over. I was yeah, I was just saying that I, I saw this thing and they were saying he sort of um, simultaneously apologised. He's come out and been like, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm better. I've gone to rehab and has denied that he's done anything wrong. So he's like, I've not done anything wrong. I'm sorry for the thing that I've definitely not done wrong. I'm sorry, f- sorry for not doing anything yeah, wrong. And I'm, I'm definitely have done nothing wrong, but I'm still in rehab for having done nothing wrong. I'm in rehab. <laughs> I've got a problem, but I definitely didn't do anything. Rehab's not going to sort you out, son. So is that, is that really going to be a verb to Weinstein someone? I don't know. Maybe. Have you just been Weinsteined? Yeah, it's like, no. oh, you look terrible. What, have you just been Weinsteined? Yeah, well, you, oh, that's got, what I was going to look up. I think there should be. I think there should be. A, I think it would be actually a useful verb, because the problem with Weinstein, Weinstein, is that people are demonising him and saying, "Oh, he is an awful, terrible man." He is, but he is just one of very, very many in many professions, and this is a sort of endemic problem which women are facing and men too, all all over the workplace. Mm. And it's something that needs to be recognised. So if it became to Weinstein or to Weinstein someone, and we give it a language, we give it a word, maybe people would be a bit more sensitive to it and reactive to it. Here's a, here's a, a controversial uh, just thought discussion. Yo. Uh, who was I listening to the other day? Uh, I was listening... Oh, I was listening to... Um, the Comedian's Comedian podcast. Oh, I've not listened to it for a while. Uh, which is, uh, for those of you listening who don't know it, it's a podcast where uh, a comedian who's kind of, uh, I'd say, in the middle in the UK. He's not very famous, but he's not starting out. He's been doing mm. it for a while. And he knows a lot of people in the industry. And he interviews 
big comedians in England and yeah. small comedians and just asks them just general questions about how they do they work and it's a very interesting thing if you're into comedy. Anyway, he was interviewing uh, a pretty famous comedian called Reginald, Reginald D. D. Hunter. Yeah, I saw his. Um, I, love, I love him. He's brilliant. I think he's great. Yeah, and the podcast was actually really interesting and there was a bit in there where uh, Stuart Goldsmith who hosts the podcast was asking Reginald D. Hunter he, he, he said to him yeah, there was a bit of comedy that you did in New Zealand that I didn't really like and the premise that reginald had was around sexual abuse and it was something to do with like oh if women uh don't tell don't come out straight away uh with their sexual allegation abuse and they're holding it for like two years afterwards i mean if they if if they've been abused and they don't talk about it for 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 two years yeah and they come out afterwards that they must be doing it for strategic reasons like there's a a a strategic thing anyway this conversation went on and it got me thinking like i wonder if out of the, the 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 tens of however many hundreds of women that have accused harvey weinstein i wonder how many of them um if any uh were like oh this seems to be this bandwagon thing maybe i'll maybe i'll jump on it because he did like how how many people and this got me thinking about something we were talking about earlier on which Mm -hmm. it's not it's related but i'm not gonna mention anything uh any names or whatever but it got me thinking about what happens if maybe some of the women um uh wanted to get further in their career and they were happy you know whatever being touched up but then afterwards now that this whole thing's broken out they were like actually so you're, you're questioning whether all of those women who've come forward are completely genuine about... Maybe. I'm not questioning it. I'm just thought, oh, it was a thought that crossed my mind. I was like, maybe, like the big actresses like Angelina Jolie, like the, the actresses that have made it, so to speak. Yes. Probably it's, I, I wouldn't doubt, like for me that they've made their way and it's like they've got no reason to, to make anything up because whatever, you know, they're yeah. part of that thing. But I wonder yeah. if like actresses or people who, who, who didn't, you know, who just weren't talented enough and they knew it, but they knew that they could get specific roles in films um if they did a certain thing with a certain producer but now are going back and being like oh he abused me yeah it's possible i suppose i think it's definitely possible that women like take advantage of a system or lie and i think that and uh, that that can definitely happen it doesn't excuse anything that he's done obviously yes but this being said i mean he's obviously an awful person who's abused his position in a terrible way and even if they are just allegations right now you can't there's no smoke without fire is what the, is a, I don't know if that's an English phrase. So it's a French. Oh thing. yes, it's an English phrase. What, okay. There's no smoke without fire. Yeah, it means that if you see smoke in the sky, like if, as a visual phrase, if you see smoke in the sky, it means that there's a fire somewhere. Yeah. And uh, the phrase is, "There's no smoke without fire." So if there's a lot of smoke, and there is with this, there's many, many, many women that are like, "Oh, you know, he mm. abused me." Blah blah blah. The, it, there's got to be an element of truth. There has to be. It, yeah. you, no one like no one would do that against somebody who's a nice person. Well, right. I don't know. It's, it is difficult. Like, no smoke without fire. It in itself can be um, tricky because then people say, "Oh, well, there's no smoke without fire," you know. And someone gets accused of something inappropriately, their life is ruined. I mean, you do hear about that as well. But this, this just it's it, it's not because it's not just about him. I mean, not only are there so many people course, agreeing yeah. with it. We know that it's a problem. I mean, I don't know. So maybe Harvey Weinstein or to Weinstein could become a verb. I mean, we've already got the expression to wine and dine, right? Which to is wine and steam. To wi- yeah, to wine, and, to wine and dine someone. That's where you go out. Um, you take someone out for dinner and you, you give them dinner and you give them wine. 
probably as an attempt to kind of uh, um, get romantically involved with that person, right? Yeah. To wine and dine. Maybe you can have to Weinstein someone, which is where you take someone out for dinner and uh, you give them wine and then you, um, you sexually abuse them. All over me making sexual advances. Ah, oh, she's American. So wait, I was trying to find out the pronunciation. The whole reason it started is because... Hey, Weinstein, Weinstein. I think that some people say, some people say Weinstein, some people Let's say Wein, Weinstein. I, I, I've never heard Weinstein, to be honest. I, I have, but in French, because uh, my wife used to work... Finally, so here's the ironic thing. My wife's ex-boss masturbated at work. Uh, what? Yeah, he used to just masturbate at work. What, like just out in the open? Uh, no, in his office, but like people caught him. Um, what? Yeah, and the 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 law firm is called Weinstein. No. Yeah, it's a complete coincidence. But what? There were emails going around. Were they like powerpoints? Like this is how you wank in the office? No, no. He okay. would just. I, I guess at like five p.m. or whatever, he just get his dick out and start masturbating in in the office with the door closed. With the door closed. Yeah, but like people could just open it. Like he's been caught by many of his colleagues. Was many. he trying to hide it? Or was a little he, bit, yeah. Like they'd walk in, and he'd be like, <clears throat> uh, "Excuse me, I'm just um, like control delete, control delete." Like it, the it, his internet page, and sometimes it didn't work. And some of the girls, like the the assistants or whatever, came in and saw like just a bunch of naked women on the unbelievable. screen. Unbelievable. Yeah, that, that does make me think of something, though. I mean, obviously that's shocking and awful, right? I mean, there's that's gross. That's yeah. horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. I mean, if you know. Just, just don't don't do that for goodness sake I mean, do, do really it at easy. least in the toilet or something do you know what I mean anyway oh, yeah. uh, it does make me think of it do you ever see that uh, that sketch from uh, Big Train the, the, the BBC series the sketch mm. series about I know uh, Big Train but no which wanking in the office you've never seen that I don't oh, think so oh my god let's watch it we've now got to, we've got to listen to this okay oh well then maybe this episode turns into the YouTube oh, videos hold episode hold on a hold on the YouTube videos so you know back in I guess around the time of the smoking ban or maybe before then yes it used to be normal to smoke in the office mm. and there would have been lots of disagreements around whether or not it's okay to smoke in an office or not you know yeah. you yeah. can imagine you know a boss trying trying to uh, make a decision about it and you know calling a meeting and saying look you know I've decided no more smoking in the office and you could imagine that some of the people would would get upset they'd be like oh come on you know, I need to smoke in the office. Mm. It helps me to relax and all this sort of thing. And then other people would be like, but it's disgusting. You know, it's, it smells and there's like ashtrays everywhere. It's horrible. Mm -hmm. Now, you can you could imagine that situation, but instead of smoking... It's, sexual harassment. It, no, it, not sexual harassment. It's wanking. No, it's nothing to do with sexual harassment, right. this sketch. I'm going to play it to you. Okay. Okay. You can imagine an office um, in England and there's... <laughs> it's just a typical office, lots of paper everywhere... There's also quite a lot of tissue paper lying around on the oh. floor and in the bin and stuff. This mm. is disgusting. By the way, everyone, if you're disgusted by this, I know. Don't be. It's, you know, just don't. Okay? <laughs> okay. Well, bring it up. Okay, here we go. So it's an office and the, the office manager comes in. Can't see. He won't show us. No. Yeah, yeah, you can't see it. You're just listening. Like just the, listening. The okay, audience, all right. The audience then. are just all listening. Right, so, so. Um... Guys, sorry, can I just say something for a moment? Um, I know this isn't going to make me very popular, but I've uh, got the supervisor coming tomorrow and I don't want to see any wanking in the office. So. That's bullshit. Yeah, and to be honest, I think we're going to have to cut it out altogether. No way! Sorry. Come, oh, come on. There's, you know, there's such a thing as morale here. And 
you last week you took the coffee machine away now we've all got to go to the kitchen if you want a cup of coffee do you know what I mean and now what are you saying that we can't wank in the office it's like you're trampling on our rights Rogers. There, is, there are plenty of good reasons for it what, what, what are they oh, what are they one, yeah, of, the, one of the reasons, one reasons. Is, 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 is the is the stink and the mess in this oh, office? Oh, get used to it. Come it's on. Because you're here. How well, smell it. What, 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 how well do we work? How well do we work when we can just wank at will? Everybody's got a way of making it work. There's a good system. It's working for us. You, you know, please don't stop it. I became part of this team not because of the pay and not because of the pension, but because frankly the wanking was great. <laughs> it was it was it was exciting to be part but you of. You knew what the policy was, so yeah, and, 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 and the policy. Maybe the policy in France. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what we do is just you can't do that exclusively. I want that stop bollocks, bollocks, bollocks. <laughs> do you reckon my audience understood any of that? Uh, so it's, uh, it was, it's tough. It's difficult because there's a lot of background noise. The word wank happens. Uh, the wank, the, as long as you know the word wank, I think you get the general idea. Mm. Do, do you think they know what the word wank means? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You meaning you don't want to? You don't think it's necessary to explain? Mm, no. Really, Paul? What do you think? I think we might need to explain it, Paul. By the way, listeners, that. Uh, the innocent young Hugo can't hear any of this because he's he's involved in a video and plus we've got headphones on so don't worry that he can't hear any of this we're protecting his young ears yeah uh, you know what I feel like I'm now obliged to go through that again why don't you explain it yeah Yeah. I can explain what what wanking is wanking is is a a slang word for masturbation which is uh, something that uh, many many people do Um, nothing to be ashamed of um, we've just all, not in the office we've all done it just don't do it in the office yeah Ex- unless you are your wife's ex-boss yeah yeah who actually did that in his office yeah. unbelievable yeah, yeah so it took, a, it took a eight, like four years to leave I'm like really <sighs> oh really what was she, the floor was sticky <laughs> I mean, her new, her, new bo- her new boss isn't much better. Oi! Oh, God. All right. You're, yeah, you're her new boss. Yeah, exactly. There well, was the joke there. She, she's see. my boss. Okay. She doesn't want to be, but she is. So, what have you been up to? Amber, we haven't had you on the podcast for ages, and my audience have been thinking, never mind all this stuff about wanking in the office. How the hell is Amber, and what has she been doing? Uh, well, what have I been doing? Um, I've been doing my podcast. Yes. As the Lepsters know, because they listen to it. I've got a lot of people in Russia. How's it going? What episodes? How many episodes? Episode eight, I think. Nice. Bluebeard was the latest. Yeah, Bluebeard, and I've written two more, which nice. I just can't get out because it's a school holiday, so I'm looking after the little man. Uh, so podcast is going well. I'm working on a project with Sarah. Yeah. We might even be making a new podcast. We're trying to do some videos. Been working with Paul here. Writing yeah. some jokes. Fantastic. Yeah, it's been good. Okay. It's been good. You, you, you're, it, so it's half term holiday, school holidays. Yeah. yeah. So you've been uh, looking after the little man over mm. there. Uh, you went to the swimming pool earlier, didn't you? I, tra- we, we, the, well, I wasn't going to come on the podcast today because we were planning on having a play date. And then the play date, our friend um, like said he couldn't come. And we were going to go to the swimming pool. So I was like, don't worry, we'll just go to the swimming pool anyway. And I checked to see if the swimming pool was open and it shut. Swimming pool was shut. Yeah. So, yeah. Play date? A play date is when like kids, a sort of chum of your of your child friend of a, a friend child. a friend of a child comes yeah. round for to play 
Yes. Okay. So it's like a date, only you play. Does it, does, it, does, it, does it always involve the parents as well? Like, does the, do the parents always come over? They just drop them off and then leave. I think when they're older, the parents can sort of. It's free babysitting, but when they're little like this, you know, okay. three, you stay. Okay. Yes. And it gives an excuse because you've got to, as the adult, you've got to go to the park. So it's basically you hanging out with a, a friend and then it just so happens you've got kids. Oh, like yesterday, I had a play date with James. Oh, nice. Ah, James yeah, Simpson. James Simpson. Who, who gets talked about on this podcast All the time. far more than he's actually been on the podcast. <laughs> yes. He's like this kind of ghost he is. guest. I haven't seen him in such a long time as well. Well, we had a play date. We went to the Jardin de Luxembourg. Nice. Yeah, had a bit of a play date. It was nice. Very yeah. good. Okay, so you had a you had a play date planned. It got cancelled. You went to the swimming and pool. So, yeah, exactly. Well, I tried to go to the swimming pool, but I checked because they're always shutting. They've got funny opening hours. And I checked to see if they're open. And the little box came up on my screen saying the pool was shut due to a pollution humaine. What's a pollution humaine? A human pollution. Human pollution? Yeah. What, what could that be then? Someone <laughs> took a shit in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> Someone took a shit in the pool. Basically. Taking a dump in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a poo in the, in the pool in the EU. <laughs> oh god, yeah, it sounded like my my rap that I did doing a poo in the EU. Love that rap. I think I've still got that here somewhere. <laughs> we'll come back um, to that. We'll come back to that. So what went with it? Hum, human pollution was the reason why the pool was closed. Human pollution. And human... they said it wasn't going to open until this afternoon. And I thought, oh well, forget uh, about it. I'm going to join Luke and Paul on the podcast. Like how they said human poo and not just child poo. It could have just been a, an adult. That took a dump. Yeah, yeah. that would, I mean. Well, we're assuming it's it's a it's a dump. I mean, we don't know human pollution. I mean, no, what, I mean people pee in the pool all the time, right? In so. children's pools, it's pretty 50-50 water pee. I'm is that sure. why the children's so pool is so warm? Yeah, oh. probably. <laughs> oh. This is a really disgusting episode. You can all look forward to this. I'm just oh, like... Yes, I know. But human pollution. So that means basically someone did a poo in the pool. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, the pool is a great activity for. Uh, us, you know, he loves the pool. He loves going swimming. He likes to pretend that I'm a dragon, and he sort of like rides me around the pool. But I mean, I'm ridiculous in the pool because I have to wear my glasses, <laughs> so I can't see, oh, and no. he risks being Do you not have contact lenses. No, so I'm wearing glasses, and I've got like him being Daenerys on my back, and I'm just like ah ah and you know, singing Game of Thrones. I used to it's love great. the pool when I was a kid. Yeah, it's so yeah. fun. It's really good. And then they're exhausted. Then you go for like a you know what a hot chocolate. You stop liking the pool. Do you not what? like the pool? Wait, no. you don't like the pool? Anymore? I've never been to a pool. In, I refuse to go to a pool in France. What? Why? No, because you got a, you, it's all legal shit. You've got to wear a bloody bonnet. You've you got do. to wear what? like you've got to wear wide front speedos. You can't just wear board shorts mm. and like you, you can't wear the stuff that you wear at a beach. Wait, they force you to wear speedos? Yeah, what? and a hat. Yes. Haven't you ever been to? Wait a, a pool? minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What is what are speedos? Uh, they're like the really tight. Uh, um, budgie smugglers. Yeah, it's budgie smugglers. It, it, wait, 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 picture, uh, picture an Italian man on a beach. He will be very tanned, very muscular, very hairy, and he will have very short, tiny it's swimming just like underwear, tiny swimming trunks, swimming yeah. trunks, smaller than underwear. Like smaller a, than underwear, yeah. you know, budgie smugglers. Like uh, they, they're like swimming trunks that look like you're smuggling budge, a budgie. A budgie. Yeah. What's a, a, a budgie's a bird, so it looks like you're smuggling. A bird, because if you look at the front of a man when he's wearing budgie smugglers, his area where his genitals are looks like a bunch of birds. Just <laughs> like trying to escape. Stuffed inside a small yeah. bag. In French, they call it a moule bit. What's that? It's like a, a, a penis mould. 
Oh, mm. oh, I see. <laughs> it's it's, m- it's moulding it, you yeah, know, because exactly. you can really. You can really see what's going on. I see. So these, this is what we call speedos in English. Speedos. Yeah. And so what, in a French swimming pool, you have to wear speedos. Yep. Yep. Like yes, it, you do. You can't wear shorts. It's the law. Yeah. So you can't wear just, shorts. Can we, can we just, can we imagine this situation? So mm-hmm. you work in the swimming pool mm-hmm. and I've turned up and I want to go for a swim. All right. Can we do that? Go on in. All right. So, hello. Um, sorry, I don't speak French. Do you, do you speak English? Not. Uh, <laughs> End of conversation. Next. Bye. <laughs> is there anyone here who's been, I'm, I've, I'm new in town. I've li- literally just arrived. Bonjour. That's all I can say. Do you no have worries, any- mate. I speak fluent English. Okay, fantastic. Um, so I'd like to go swimming. One ticket for swimming, please. Yeah, what you got? Oh, uh, just, what are you wearing? Well, I'm just wearing these. I've got these swimming shorts. No. It's a hot day. No. What? Well, because you put your dirty ass on the metro and got a load of germs while you were sitting on the metro or the bus or the car or the wall outside uh, waiting for the pool to open so now you're going to take those germs and put them in the pool i don't think so buddy but i've got some other shorts in my bag i've got some clean ones here no you can't prove that you didn't wear those whereas i know for a fact that you weren't wearing your speedos on the metro (laughs) so they're definitely so i can i can wear my speedos or do i have to wear special french no yeah you can wear your well what hello. was that? Hello, oh, hello. It's your cable. Little, little noise there. You can wear your speedos. That's fine. Okay. You can even piss in the pool. I won't know, but you're not allowed to wear <laughs> board shorts. Okay. Mm. Okay then. Okay. Fine. And even if you're bald, you have to wear a swimming. Cap. Really? Wait. Yeah. You have to wear. You have to, you have to wear a swim. I didn't know that. You to, <laughs> wait. You have to wear what? A swimming cap. Okay. And my flatmate was bald. You know, he was pretty like was? losing oh, his hair, and as he shaved, okay. he's still bald. Like he, he sort of shaved his head, like no hair, and he had to wear a swimming no. hat. See, passed it. Hey, Ooh, is this me? Hold, hold on, I'm pausing the podcast. So there was a little bit of buzzing there. We've just paused the podcast and fixed it. How did you fix it, Paul? I uh, I, I used the old trick that you used to use on an old Nintendo 64 yeah. or any games console that had a cartridge that you would insert. You would, if it didn't work, you could just take it out and blow it and go. <laughs> Yeah, and then that, that solved all the problems. You just blow on it and that fixes it. Exactly. It's, it's like one of the, the typical ways that you fix things at home. Yeah. Mm. You just take the batteries out and put them back in again. Turn it off, turn it back on again. Yeah. Blow on it. Yeah. Hit it. Yeah. Just leave it for a bit and come back to it. Yeah. All of these things exactly. are guaranteed to... Blowing to make, on it is amazing. Blowing on it, yeah. It's magic, isn't it? It doesn't work with a hairdryer, though. No. Because you just resisting. turn into a hairdryer. Right. You're, and then you realise you're blowing at a hairdryer. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Although, actually, it does get a bit clogged up at the back, a hairdryer. Really? Is it? Dust. Yeah. You can give that a bit of... it sucks all the dust, yeah. It sucks all the dust. So, actually, sometimes you do find yourself blowing on a hairdryer. Okay. Oh, it's a crazy world Aye. that we live in. Okay, so we, have we caught up with Amber now? Yeah, I'm uh, done. I caught, we're caught up. You're not done, are you? So basically, she's been doing podcasting, podcasting. stuff. She's been helping you with comedy stuff. Yeah. And she went to the pool, but it was closed because of human pollution. Human pollution. Which is not an expression human. that we use every day, is it? No. I mean, it, I've never heard the expression human pollution before. Mm. Although humans are polluting. I mean, the, the world is a human pollution. Yeah, human they've pollution. polluted everything. Is there, could we come up with a new word that's a cross between poo and pollution? Pollution. Pollution. It's like a pool. Shitlution. It's 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 poo pollution in a pool. Poo pollution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck getting that one into the Oxford Dictionary this year. We could suggest it. We've already got two words. Hashtag pollution. Pollution. <laughs> uh, what about you, Paul? What's been going on? Um, just the usual. Is just it? the usual. Yeah. 
Not much, really. Fame and fortune? No, I mean, neither, really. Uh, <laughs> bit of fame. No, yeah, a little bit. No, it's going well. It's, uh, I'm just uh, extremely tired just because uh, uh, I'm, I'm doing my, my one-hour comedy show like I have been for a while. Yeah. Um, but it, it was more tiring because I was touring around different cities in France. Um, and so, where, where, where? where? Uh, so the, the first weekend that I was on tour, I did Nice. Uh, and a place called Hier, which sounds like yesterday in French. And so my first joke on stage was Hier, je, aujourd'hui je suis à Hier, which means today I'm, I'm in yesterday. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, then uh, other cities like, well, not even, not even, we went to uh, one weekend, it was like the, the tour of the almost cities. Uh, because uh, my producer was like, cool, we're going to Lyon. I was like, great, Lyon's a big city, that's great. We're going to another place called Clermont-Ferrand. Uh, good city, big city, Saint-Étienne, big city, cool. Except when we went to Lyon, we ended up going to a place called Dessines-Charpieux, which is like a, a city outside of Lyon, like a 20-minute drive away. Oh. So it was an almost city. And then in Clermont-Ferrand, we were in a place called Rion, which again was another city outside. There. So it was an almost city. And then uh, when we went to Saint-Étienne, we ended up just going to Saint-Étienne, so it was, uh, it was an almost city I as well. I see, okay. So, All right, so uh-huh. you've done your world oh, okay. tour of France. Yeah, it's... What, what did you like best? Because you, you didn't just do that, you went to Marseille. Yeah, Marseille, Aix-en-Provence. Look, the, the difficult thing, I, I, I don't know, it's just the, the more I'm in... I mean, this is a, a, probably a longer discussion for another podcast, but it's just like when you're... You know, when we're starting out in comedy, when we were starting out like five, years, five six years ago... Uh, you know, the challenge that you have, the difficult, you're like, oh, okay, cool. The two things that I need that are really difficult for me right now is being funny on stage, one. Uh, how do I make people laugh? And then two is how do we figure out how to get people in the audience? Mm-hmm. And once those problems go away, uh, I, in my mind, I think in many people's mind, it's like, oh, it's easy. Like you're filling out rooms. It's cool, blah, blah, blah. But you just end up substituting those problems with other problems that are just even worse, you know, that are kind of related to the business and the industry and mm-hmm. all sorts of annoying things. So it's been going all right. It's not, it's not been great if I'm honest. It's, I mean, the tour has been cool, but I'm just, I'm just tired really. Yeah. I'm tired of the, 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 the politics and all the crap behind the business of stand up and the, the mm-hmm. like live shows. And I'm also tired of all the crap with TV uh, uh, companies and producers and stuff and just, I don't know, it's just, it, you know. Show business. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, uh, it, it's work. It doesn't look or feel like work most of the time, but it, the, the, the most annoying parts are just when there's lots of barriers in front of you and it's like, oh, well, we've never done that before, so we're not going to do that. Or this is the way it's always been, so we're doing it like that. It's like, well, why don't you just step outside the box a little bit? Have a, think about your logic. It's not logical what you're saying. Let's do it this way. Yeah. Well, no, because blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, um, so it's just been tiring traveling around France and trying to write episodes for this new show that we're doing uh, called What's Up France instead of What the Fuck France, yeah. uh, which Amber's been helping out with. And What's uh, Up France is all about the week's current affairs or the news of the week, isn't it? Yeah, more or less. Yeah, it's supposed to be around the news. The idea, the idea, basically what happened was at the end of the TV year last year, so in June, uh, or even before that, uh, Canal Plus were like, yeah, we want you to be on TV next year. Like, We, keep you, we want you to keep doing a short programme let's keep doing what the fuck and i said no i don't want to do what the fuck anymore because it's it was it was over like for me it was we'd run out of topics like it was done it was like cool that was great fantastic let's move on to something else and um my ultimate goal 
was and maybe still is i don't know I'm, I'm in a in a place where i don't know what i'm doing anymore but it was to do like a like a late show of some sort you know mm. to do like a, a proper new show that's like an like half an hour long maybe like a similar to russell howard's uh, good news or he's got a new thing on sky now which is similar or all the late shows the jimmy fallon stuff all that kind of stuff yeah, or, or or the daily show yeah with john stewart or exactly trevor noah now exactly yeah. and they all talk about news so i was like all right i want to and it helps me because i was kind of bored also of just trying to find French stuff and making fun of French stuff. So I was just like, all right, let me find other things like the news. Like like Harvey Weinstein and stuff. Yeah. And so, but still based kind of in France. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll do a thing on French news. And um, so the concept was there. The concept was cool. It's like, let's do a show where I make fun of news uh, in my similar annoyed thing, you know, my similar personality that I have on stage and I have on screen. Um, So on the surface, that was great. But then in reality, uh, budget-wise, production-wise, things change so that the the show ends up now looking a little bit like what the fuck in terms of the visuals. Like it feels like what the fuck, but not as good uh, in terms of production because Mm -hmm. that's what it is. So I don't know. I'm I'm annoyed at that uh, because it's it's not going as well as in my mind. Like it's not – I'm not happy with it. So It might just take a while to find its feet. Yeah. But I, I, for me, it's not. It's just it just needs to be changed. The the the, the way it's filmed needs to be changed, or the way we do it, something needs to change. And yeah. I have a few ideas of what it is. But obviously, you know, the TV network are like, nah, it's good. Well, I like it. I think it's great. I yeah. I, I don't mind the fact that it's it, it feels a bit like what the fuck France, but it's not. Mm. And the differences are for me that there's less. Uh, there are there are fewer jump cuts. You know the way yeah. that what the fuck France was directed. Lots of fast editing and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, you've got f- less of that, and it's you, you tend to get more uh, fixed camera positions. So the energy feels a bit lower uh, than than with the, the previous show. But I like that. I feel like there's more of you in it. Yeah. Uh, than than there is the the direction. Well, I think with this, I think I, what I've been saying for the last week or so uh, is that we're in the middle of two things. It's it, it, like there's a reason why news shows on tv are all based in tv studios or they're not done in like a in like a a film type of way because in order for you to write jokes film them and get them out on air in time for the the news still to be news you can't have stuff with lots of cuts because it takes too long to edit it and right now our our timeline is five days basically from when the 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 the, um, the shortest it can be is from when when i write the stuff with amber and louis um to when it gets put out on youtube is at least five days it can't be any less than that the way we're currently filming it um so in my mind it's either we do two things either we we do a proper news thing where i talk about news that's still news as it is today which means i write film it and it's out on the same day which means we have to change completely the look and feel of of what we're doing or uh we go back to a a a similar feel and look to what the fuck where we film it with a steady cam and we film multiple episodes at the same time so we've got the 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 same amount of money uh so we have the budget to make it look great but then i end up not talking about news that's hot news that's it needs to be more stuff that's in temporal you know stuff that that could last for a little bit longer you know or we do something different. Like I, I've always been a huge fan of um, tracking shots, like the one take stuff, mm-hmm. the stuff where there's no cuts and it's just uh, like the first video that we did on Labies, right? Which yeah. uh, uh, was just one shot, the whole thing. I, yeah. I want to do that. Yeah. 
but I well, don't think TV. That, I think TV people are just like, yeah, it's not. It's not rhythmic enough. I think it's, Paul's got lots bored. of like really great ideas, you know. And I think he, you've you've come up again and again against this sort of like, no, we want it like this and we want it this way. And I mean, even just talking to Paul, he's often shown me like video, like because you've got a very clear aesthetic eye and ideas. You'll you'll like show me a video and you'll be like, this is what I really like, and mm. I'm like, yeah, that's really interesting. And you've come up with these really nice, interesting, novel ideas. So you're full of ideas, not just for the content, but for how things look. And I can see how frustrating it is for you mm. kind of coming up against it's like oh we don't want to try that because you know these are things that are working you're not sort of like going oh yeah and I see like purple balloons coming no you're, you've got these really really sort of smart clean clear ideas and in the same way your character is really developed um, you know you've got a very clear sort of character on stage and I can really see you going on and doing like a longer format show and mm. doing a late show like I think you could do it really successfully this being said I think you could also go in a different direction if there's like too much sort of shit to deal with yeah. the, the advantage about you being here in France is that you've kind of got this niche yeah being English and all the rest of it so you sort of lose with one hand and gain with another but I mean whatever project you do I mean I, I'm sure you're gonna you know battle to get it done how you want it but the more you sort of get behind you experience mm. and the more know, credibility I have to be like well actually no I don't want to do it that way so I think it'd be a shame if you didn't go in the in the sort of like longer format late style direction mm. but I think whatever you decide to do it will mm. you know you'd you do it really well and I agree with Luke I like having more of you like I know what the fuck compared to what's up has got different kind of audience different kind of figures and is treating a different subject but I actually I enjoy what's up because it's more of a challenge to kind of write news mm. and it's more interesting to see you and I kind of want something which has got more of your opinion because I think what what uh, what the fuck France was brilliant because it was really fun but it was a stereotype and you were just sort of like playing with that and joking and mm. it was and it was really nice and really well done but this is yeah this is a bit more about you you know yeah you'll work something out mate yeah yeah, oh, yeah. So that's, that's what I've been up to yeah yeah okay all right. definitely, definitely. what have you been up to Luke, Complicate. Luke. Uh, just this and that you know just they all know what you've been up to pieces, this and that recording lots of episodes on my podcast I can't stop doing it hold but, on can I just it, interject yes I've just spotted Paul's socks they are amazing. <laughs> yeah, this is much more interesting than what we're talking about now. I have to say, like, we don't need to talk about the ins and outs of how I make I this need podcast. To, I, I need to share this. Please tell us about Paul's socks. Paul has got some, like, London socks. There's Big Ben. There's a red bus. There's some little, like, beefy. I think we need to take a photo and then you might have oh, to put, yeah. put it on the... Oh, oh, that needs to be on the podcast. Hold on. I'll These take socks a photo. are brilliant. Oh, it's such yeah, a shame because Hugo has some socks which are similar. There you go. They've got, like, it's a little... All okay. oh, right. Do oh, you, you know the story? I had to buy them... So I was in I was in London with a couple of French friends um, that had never been to London, and so uh, and it was during August, so the weather was warmish. I, I was wearing shorts, and I had you know the, those socks that don't go up to the top that they're like invisible socks yeah. that you yeah. put on that just cover the bottom of your feet, just like foot socks. Yeah, yeah. and so I, I was wearing them with a with a, a specific pair of shoes where for some reason they kept on slipping under my under oh, the sole that. of my foot, the, the, and they're the only shoes that they would do that with. So the sock. The, these little foot socks were slipping off the back of your foot and back sl- of my ankle and to the underside of the foot yeah really annoying and re- so I was like I've got to buy some new socks so we were walking down Notting Hill uh, Portobello Road and uh, the French guys they wanted to go into a shop to buy some souvenirs and there was just a wall full of English socks I'm like I am buying and it was like three for ten pounds yeah. I was like amazing bargain let's do it so, <laughs> so these are really nice British themed socks with uh, Big Ben and some Royal Guards yeah. and a mm. London bus mm-hmm. yeah uh, okay well listeners yeah. we'll, we'll put a photograph of that yeah, on the website the and, and stuff like that you'll be able to see it uh, that's cool. Anyway. Also, you know what else? Yesterday, so we're getting, you know, we're getting. Because I was going to say, we haven't 
finished with your ketchup. Yeah, uh, it doesn't matter really. <laughs> yeah, it does. I, I don't know. Um, we're getting uh, all our things ready and stuff like that for the arrival of uh, human and another human. But anyway, <laughs> let's not go into that. I'm doing. It's uh, another. I've, I've just it, sent yeah. you the photo. That's another story for another time. Yeah. But y- yesterday we went to see the Stones. The, we went to the see. Yes. The, we, we saw the Rolling Stones live in concert in their European tour. Mm-hmm. The last date of their European tour. Where wow. was it? What was the name of the place? I can't remember the name of the Is arena. It the, the U Arena Is in Nanterre. Uh, yeah, near near um, La, La Défense. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's uh-huh. a it's a new arena for sports and entertainment. It, there were forty thousand people there last night. Wow! Um, but the, I, I, what's there's two interesting things. One is that uh, France is finally finding out what arenas are like because France doesn't have any arenas. Well, Stade de France. Bercy? It's not an arena though; it's a stadium. Ah, like it's not an indoor. You know, like in 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 uh, in the UK, we've got arenas everywhere. The Manchester Arena, uh, there's the O2 Arena, there's Wembley Arena. There's what's a bu- the difference between like the stadium and the well, arena? stadiums open outdoors, and it's where you have a football match. Okay. Whereas an arena is ba- made for like concerts, and okay. it can have like sporting events. What about Bercy? Is that an yeah? Arena? That's an arena. Yeah. Uh, but it's the only one. Like it's one, and so they now start. There's one in Nantes that's going to open. This one just opened. Anyway, uh, I thought they were performing. Because I had friends that went like last week. Right. So this arena, which I think is called the U Arena. I can't, I don't know. But anyway, this this arena um, was opened last week and the Stones were the act that opened the arena. Wow. They were the first people to perform in this new arena. And, um, And they've actually done, I think, three dates at this place. They've done three concerts. So they did the first opening of the arena concert. Mm-hmm. They did another one, I think, on Monday or Sunday. And then they, they did their last one last night. Okay, so and, it wasn't... And so, you know, my, my wife and I were both big fans of the Stones. Uh, my wife in particular, she loves the Stones. My wife. She loves to see... Yeah, my wife. Uh, <laughs> my wife. No, that's, that's Adam Buxton. Adam Buxton. Uh, I, used to, so I always used to end up doing a Columbo thing. You know, my wife, she's a big fan of uh, the Stones. <laughs> he does that a lot. Um, <laughs> Uh, but his his is like Adam always does it like a robot. My wife, my wife, my wife. I I always used to do Columbo. Mm. I don't do it anymore. Anyway, anyway. Oh, I, don't, I don't know why I can't get things out today. <laughs> I just can't today. Yeah, ever. <laughs> but you know what? Like listeners, right? When I'm talking to Adam and Paul, Adam and Paul, what the fuck? I'm gonna edit that. <laughs> no, Adam Buxton. That's yeah. why. Oh, that's why. Okay. When I'm talking to Amber and Paul. Or anyone else, for that matter, on this podcast. <laughs> Sometimes I talk in a way that I know that my listeners need to be spoken to. Okay? Like I speak, I have to slow things down a little bit, and I need to be very clear, right? Because yeah. I know what they understand and what they don't understand. I sound like Michael Caine. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I know what they understand and what they don't understand. I right? know what they need. Yeah, so that's why... I end up speaking in this sort of way sometimes. And then people look at me like, what's the matter with you? <laughs> and I'm like, you don't understand what, what I'm doing. I know it's, <laughs> it seems like I'm being convoluted. The Rolling Stones. <laughs> so, we saw the Stones. Which Have you ever seen them? No. no. Right. It's, a, it's an amazing experience. Let me tell you about it. So, uh, first of all, big arena, 40,000 people. Wow, that's a lot mm. of people. Second thing, new arena. Oh, nice, new, good. Third thing... Big stage, big screens and stuff, and everyone's waiting for the stones. Everyone's getting excited and stuff. They come out, right? Mm. And it's like, uh, I guess, three levels of amazement. Three things. Level first thing is they're they're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's yeah. the true. That's that's amazing. You're like, oh my god, they're actually still alive. Second thing is, they're really old. They are old. They're really really old. They're like your grandparents. Yeah. Old. How old? Is well, they? Keith looks like my grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> and so does Mick. Yes. It's incredible. They are, and and the third thing is. They're amazing. They, they've still got it. Really? Yeah, they've absolutely still got it. They're absolutely incredible. Uh, Mick is dancing around on the stage. Uh, he's got so much energy. I don't understand how he does it. He's ch- dancing around, doing all his dancing. He's working the crowd. He's going out to the front of the stage. He's going to this side. He's going to that side. He's amazing. So that's Mick, right? So th- he's amazing. He's full of energy. And then Keith, I mean... Keith should have died in 1973, you know? It's incredible that he's I'm, still with us. I'm not saying he should. It would have been a good idea. I'm just no. saying that... Um, it's phenomenal. It's amazing that, that, that he didn't. That lifestyle. Yeah, the lifestyle he led, the, all of the drugs he took, the alcohol that he drank, and just the dangerous situations he must have found himself in. Mm. Um, and no, but he's a survivor. And he's, you know, he's still got it. He's still able to play the guitar in, you know, in the same way that he had before. You look at the big, big video screens and they have close-ups on his hands sometimes. Yeah. His hands are like claws, you know? <laughs> They're like... It's like, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. You know, Jack Sparrow is famously based on Keith Richards. Did you know that? Really? No, I did Johnny know Depp, that. Johnny Depp's performance of... Captain Jack Sparrow is basically him doing an impression of Keith Richards. Johnny Depp used to be quite hot. <laughs> Johnny Depp used to be hot. And now he's just terrifying. Yeah. yeah. He's I think, just become hideous. I think the lifestyle has got to Johnny Depp, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. um, but anyway, the, but the Stones, yeah, amazing. Charlie Watts, uh, the drummer, is obviously still amazing. And he's, I think, the oldest. He's like a cancer survivor. And wow. he, he, he looks, you know, he looks really old, but he's still brilliant on the drums. He still plays beats that, makes every, that make everyone dance. I mean, it's use it or lose it, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but I get the impression with Charlie that, you know, he, I don't know how old he is now. I think he's 73, 74. Wow. So they're, they're all around about 73, 74 years old. Charlie, I get the impression he's, he's been drumming for so long that he's now able to do it without really using a lot of energy. Hmm. It's like he's just yeah. he's he's really got to the minimum the minimal level of of energy consumption. Mm. You know, the optimum level of just drumming very very uh efficiently. Efficiently, yeah. Yeah, well you see that, you know, people that have been working for a long time at sort of a very skilled job, you know, they make it look so sort of effortless because they never never a wasted mm. gesture. Yeah. And actually, you know, they're using because they're just like finding that optimum yeah. He's got the technique so well that he doesn't need to use a lot of energy. He doesn't to need get... to tr- he's got nothing to prove, though, because a lot of those drummers, you know, they're like, I'm still here. I may have the loudest instrument, but I'm quite far back. And you feel right. that they, they're waving their arms around yeah. to remind us. Yeah, no, Charlie Watts was never a, a very showy drummer. He was never like Keith Moon, mm. like sort of throwing drumsticks in the air and, uh, you know, smashing up the drum kit at the end of the... Yeah. He was always all about just the music and about the rhythm and, and stuff like that. Um, Hugo is now eating some biscuits. Good lad. Some ginger snaps. Ginger snaps. From Marks and Spencer's. Ginger biscuits, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. Um, and, so, and, and also uh, Ronnie Wood, who's the other guitarist who joined them in the mid-70s. Ron, Ron Wood is, 
He's like a naughty child running around the stage. <laughs> but I think he's in his 70s as well. And it's, an, it's, a, it's amazing that he's still alive. Where were you? Were you stood up? Were you seated? No, we were seated on the, on, the right, uh, on the left of the stage as you look at the stage, right? So okay. we were on the side on the left. We had pretty good views of, you know, commanding views of the stage and of the, the audience. And the other thing about them is that so the, the amazement of how old they are how they su- have survived, how they can still play. The other thing is that they're hilarious. Really? They're absolutely hilarious. They're, I've seen them twice now. The same thing happened when I saw them the first time. When they first came out, I just start laughing. I can't stop laughing. I mean, All the way try- through the gig, I found them hilarious. I mean, they're trying to make you laugh? I mean, they're cracking jokes? They're or just, they're just- no, they're not cracking jokes. They just look ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so you're laughing at them? You're laughing um, at them? But I'm laughing with them as well because they're obviously having a really great time. Mm. That's ex- that, I mean, and what was the energy like? I mean, 40,000 people, was it They magic? are... They are the the energy was great. Um, I, I saw them last time at Stade de France. I found it okay. better at Stade de France. Oh, yeah. um, That's eighty thousand. Is it? It's yeah. Just more people. It's turned double the amount of yeah. people. Plus, it was in the summer and it was out open air, so it was mm. a slightly different thing. But no, everyone was really into it. People were standing up and dancing and, and stuff like that. And did they do? <laughs> <laughs> did they do some classics? Oh, they did all the classics. Oh, did they? Yeah, they did. Of they did. Well, do you they, know? I mean, people can get a bit precious. Well, what I think they know what they're doing. You know that they they, they have to play all the classic uh, yeah. numbers, like you know, Satisfaction, Jumping Jack Flash, Gimme Shelter, um, you know, um, Sympathy for the Devil, all that stuff. They started with Sympathy for the Devil. I don't know if mm. you know that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is Sympathy for the Devil. You know this one, don't you? It's really good because it's got a nice build-up at the beginning. And, it, and when this music started, the crowd went mental. They went wild at the end. Oh, 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 oh. And... Like all this percussion. Please allow me to introduce And uh, Mick started singing this from... I think he started singing it backstage. And then he appeared... And obviously everyone went nuts and all the rest of them appeared. And the whole gig, they were all moving around this huge stage. There's like a big section down the front and they were like going down there and stuff like that because they all had like radio uh, radio microphones or radio um, connections for their guitars. So they were just moving around all over the place. You need a Amazing. radio connection for this mic. And what was yeah. his voice like? I oh, mean, how- no, his voice is still great. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, your voice changes an awful lot. By the mm. time you get into your 70s, you know... It doesn't have that power. He's still got it. He's still got a good wow. voice. And uh, the the rest of the band were great. Uh, there was a backing vocalist, this this woman. You know that track, Gimme uh, Shelter? Mm-hmm. There's some really powerful backing vocals on that one. In that song, she came out the front of the stage and belted out the, this vocal. And yeah, it was really good. They also did, in the middle, they did a, a set of blues songs. Because mm-hmm. last year or the year before, they came out with a new album that was just lots of blues songs recorded in sort of quite lo-fi um, in a lo-fi sort of way and so they did this set of blues numbers and Mick is a really good uh, harmonica player hmm? he's an excellent blues harmonica player so yeah it was just really good sounds amazing it was how amazing. long did it last uh, it lasted about two hours wow yeah and so wow two hours yeah very impressive that they carried on like that that yeah. is amazing because you know sometimes you go to a concert like for big things and it's like 45 minutes and feels like a yeah. bit of a swizz 
Right, we're nearly finished catching up now. Yeah. I just okay. thought at the end, I wanted to just read out a comment that I got okay. uh, on the website yeah. a while ago. This is going to be the last thing we do in this, in this episode now before we call it a day. Um, so here's a comment I got a while ago, and I wanted to read it out to you because I, I want to know what you think. Okay. Okay. okay? So here, here's the comment. And it starts <laughs> like this. I was quite shocked when I read this, I have to say. Okay. I don't know if the person... Oh, you've set it up now. Yeah. Well, the person said this, right? It goes like this. Uh, I really hate you and your podcast, Lucky Luke. <laughs> Lucky Luke. Lucky Luke. Okay. I really hate you and your podcast, Lucky Luke. <gasps> Shocked, right? Yeah. And then he wrote, let me explain it, please. <laughs> he said, I usually listen to certain podcasts like Qlips, Vaughan Radio, etc. Those are very good podcasts and I have lived happily with them for quite a long time. I don't know yet how it came to my mind to find something else. But here you are. So he ended up finding my podcast. (laughs) Finally, I found you. Or I'd better say, I found your podcast. Yeah, be specific. Uh, (laughs) It it seemed to be nice and I started using it. After a while, I got hooked (gasps) and started downloading all your podcasts. Dangerous. It was then that I became horrified by the fact that there are around 500 episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Horrified. Yeah, he's, he's probably binging. I have to recognise that they are quite good. To be honest, they're very good. Mm-hmm. Let's say the truth, they're awesome. And that's the bad thing. I discover myself listening to your episodes from the very beginning. I can't listen to more than one episode a day. I reckon it, uh, I'll be doing it for good. Like if he listens Forever. To, for, yeah, yeah, he'll be listening he's to done. it <laughs> until the end of his life. I'll be listening to it for good or maybe for bad because you're going to be the cause of my divorce. (laughs) He's going to get divorced because of me. Luke's English podcast. Right. He said this. My wife has begun accusing me of lack of attention. (gasps) Even my cat is angry with me now. (laughs) My neighbours look at me strangely and I don't know if I have to say I hate you or love you, Luke. (laughs) What do you recommend to me? Tell me the truth. Because I trust you. Should I get divorced or keep on listening to your marvellous podcasts? In the meantime, here I am on the fence, waiting impatiently for your answer. Could I ask you, please, not to do so well so that I can hook off or unhook from or just get up, you know, get off. Stop listening. Stop listening to you and come back to life. I think I'm going to go bananas and this letter is the evidence. Please help me. See you play. And do not do it so well because your podcast is driving me mad. Cheers. And it's from Inyaki from the Basque country. Inyaki. So what do you think? Should what, uh, First of all... He should get divorced. Yeah, of course he should. Exactly. That's what I wrote. Oh, definitely. That's what I wrote to him. I said, just get divorced. <laughs> Either that or that's try great. to convert your wife to the podcast. Have you tried that? Try it. And if it doesn't work... Get divorced. Divorce. Get divorced. Well, I mean, come on. We've all been there. You know, you're listening to a podcast. You love it. And you just got your headphones on and you just can't be bothered to give your cat a tickle. No. Or speak or, to your partner. Or give any attention to your wife. Um, is that my fault that he's, his wife is unhappy with him? Is that 100%. Is my fault? Is it? It's definitely your fault. Yeah. Okay. You should be ashamed of yourself. You're like uh, an addictive drug. I am what is this? Oh, Luke's English podcast. No, Luke's English divorcee. Get divorced from your pe- person. Yeah. Luke's English ruin your vortex, relationships. Vortex Luke's listening. Vortex. Binge listening. Right. Um, he just, he needs to like find a moment. Like, you know, 
Yeah. Well, like a moment like this, like Hugo has just come and delivered uh, some some biscuits to us. Hugo, can we have you back, please? We'll end the episode with this. Hugo, come come here, please. Come here. We need come your here. advice. We just need to ask you something. So, what is the best animal in the world? Mm, the best animal. What's your favourite animal? We've got plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you like best? Do you like the ones that go fast? Come here. Sharks I know what his favourite animal is. Yeah, yeah. It's the one that he stole from school. He stole <gasps> Did an you animal. steal an animal from school? Don't be smiling about it. It's not funny. <laughs> committed a crime. What did you say? Gonna call the police tita. right now. What? Tita. A tita? A, a cheetah. A cheetah? Yeah. You stole a cheetah from I'm calling school. the police. Really? Yeah. What kind of cheetah? Like an actual cheetah? 911. It's a little, it's a little, it's a little cheetah. Because we had one, didn't we? Where did we buy it? A grant. Was that a brocant? We bought a cheetah. At and a market. Then, yeah, a market. And he came home and he took it to school with him. Mm-hmm. I thought. And then he came home from school and he had it in his pocket. And, uh, Actually, it was it stolen it from school. Oh my god! Yes. What is a cheetah? A cheetah means it's a kind of cat, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a big cat. cat. It's the fastest cat. It's the fastest yeah. animal on yeah. on earth. A cheetah. Yeah. Yeah. We have baths with it. Okay, great. Well, I'm very glad for you. Yeah. You have a bath with a cheetah. Isn't that a bit dangerous? And a lion. Wow. Really? And a tiger. Whoa. Okay. That's, Easy there. Oh, yeah. Okay. But they're not great swimmers. A feline bath party. Yeah. You've got to be careful with those those big cats, especially when they're in water. They can be... Gorilla. Gorilla? Yeah? What kind of gorilla? Pink gorilla? Yeah. Pink one. <laughs> right. I feel still bad for your listener. That was a really nice letter. That was funny and that was sweet. It was. And it was also a bit meaningful because, I mean, I know how he feels. You know, when you find something, you're like, I love this. Mm. Oh, there's a million of them. Yeah. And it's true because your podcasts are great, but they are long and there are millions of them. So I do think he's actually, he wrote a funny letter and it was really sweet, but there's something true there in but I think that, you know, uh, someone like Inyaki could manage his time. You know, he he doesn't have to... He needs to give up the other podcasts. That's yes, what he needs to exactly. Do. And he doesn't have to listen. Like, if, if I upload an episode of 90 Minutes, like a football match, he doesn't have to watch... He doesn't have to listen to the whole thing in one go. Yeah, You can exactly. just listen to a bit exactly. and then... It's not then, like... Yeah, it's not like he's going to find out the results at work the next day. Yeah, it's always yeah. there. It's not going to go away. It's not happening live. He can pause it and yeah, come man. back. Yeah, man, do that. Especially, Don't get divorced. Amber and Paul, thank you so much for being on this episode of the podcast. All right, mate. Uh, do you want to join me in saying goodbye? Yeah. Oh, yes. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Speak to you again Merci soon. Merci Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.